Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right. So, um, Summer of Infamy, we're continuing. And I was really excited because we talked about it and we decided, hey, why don't we do an organization instead yeah. of a one person and so we're going to be talking about hydra today yes yeah i um it i find the organizations very interesting and and there are so many interesting ones out there too i mean you know, james bond's got some interesting stuff out there oh yeah specter and- Yep, yeah, Spectre, DC's got stuff with like Legion of Doom, which is just oh, yeah. one of many. And yeah, all, <laughs> all of the organizations, they're definitely very interesting. And yeah, I um I actually I always forget about Hydra. So I was glad you brought it up because it gave me an opportunity to kind of go back and rewatch some stuff. Yeah, they're they're honestly, in my opinion, some of the the best MCU movies. I think uh, Captain America Winter Soldier might be, it's definitely in my top three as far as oh. my favorite MCU movies go. Um, and also like Hydra, like even though they're certainly super villainous, there's something fun about them. Like I think the <laughs> the big reveal that so many people we had seen on the side suddenly were just whispering Hail Hydra to each other. It was just... <laughs> I will give you that. I will give you that. that, that, I think that's one of the very compelling things about an organization is inevitably there's some sort of spy and espionage and and all all the cloak and dagger stuff. And so, yeah, it was interesting to see these people where it's like, oh, the side character that just happened to pop up in a few movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, So I, I will give you that. That's always really cool. It was a lot. Yeah, it's great. And my so my friends here, uh, we all have a drinking game that's always going on uh, ever since those movies came out. So basically, if we whisper Hail Hydra to someone and no one else hears it, they have to take a sip of their drink. Um, but if someone hears you say it, then uh, you have to take a sip of yours. And it's been an on, we have been, this game has been going on for like close to a decade now. (laughs) Like we've just like, if you get somebody alone and you just say, hell Hydra and no one hears it, it's like, guess what? You got to take a sip of your drink. Or you just said that publicly on the podcast. So I think now there are so many people out there that if they ever meet you. I know. I'm, it's game over for you, bro. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not, though, because I'm getting two things out of it. One, I get to drink. And two, they're listening to our podcast. So. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Download as much as you want. I got the alcohol for it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Please. If if someone's like, oh, man, 
you're going to get 10,000 listens this month. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be drinking 10,000 sips. It is what it is. <laughs> Hail Hydra. I'm fine well, with I, that. Jokes on so you. I, <laughs> I think that's interesting, though, that your fr- you and your some of your friends, and I was not included in this, but I won't well, take that personally. you've never visited. But... So, yeah. <laughs> but... It's not the same over the phone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but still. It's got to be I, I think you're actually hitting on something that is a key to organizations where there's there's a community there's a connection you yeah. you have your people and and if there's a secret part to it like a secret handshake or a, a saying or you know things that you're doing that other people aren't aware of that bonds you even closer to each other it's it's so it's kind of funny so you guys are kind of playing out one of the reasons that i think these organizations can really be powerful because yeah it just like bonds people together yeah it kind of reminds me of like networking that happens whenever someone's in a fraternity like mm. oh there's more job opportunities or oh yeah i automatically have a few people that consider me a friend just because I'm a yes. part of this. I mean, it was so funny in um, Avengers Endgame when Captain America is trying to get the Tesseract and all he has to do is just go up and whisper, El Hydra. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. You can take the Tesseract. All yours, dude. You said the <laughs> magic words. <laughs> like, and that's which, the thing. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's so incredible how powerful that sort of thing can be. And I, I think fraternity sorority kind of thing, that's a, that's another great example where, yeah, just something that creates this unity with other people. And there's this, I don't want to say higher power, because it's not always religious and that feels like a religious tone, but there's this kind of higher entity, higher goal, higher purpose that yeah. pulls you all together. Even if it it could even be something silly, like, hey, you know, there's not real Hydra, but we have this fun drinking game together. Even something like yeah. that can, you know, the ties that bind us together. And you know what's so interesting is if you're on the opposite end of that, it makes you feel one, excluded, and two, mm. like there's an entire part of this person that you don't know because I remember when mm-hmm. like the reveal uh when um I think it was the one of the agents that were in some of the Marvel shorts he ended up being a Hydra agent in Winter Soldier it was revealed he was a Hydra agent I was like damn it I like that guy really <laughs> he's wow betrayal and it's so funny whenever that happens with people like when something happens and you're like ah. Oh, well, that is completely out of character. And I thought I knew that person better than mm-hmm. I did. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. Like one of the things I thought about when I was rewatching it, I'm like, I don't remember there being, I couldn't remember if there were any women that were in Hydra. I'm like, is this a sexist organization? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't like this at all. <laughs> Well, wouldn't surprise me to be right. Yeah, considering <laughs> to be quite frank, they are villains. Surprising, right? But yeah, well, and another surprising thing too is, man, that secret kept for a really long time. Oh yeah. So so Hydra extends past Shield, but the I mean, part of Winter Soldier is how okay. So Shield this this United States kind of protective agency has actually from, 
nearly, if not the very beginning, has Hydra agents secretly amongst them woven in and actually yep. working against S.H.I.E.L.D. within S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time. Yep. And I was like, wow, how do you... I mean, I don't know about you, but gossip flies around my workplace pretty quick. Like, how did they keep that secret for so long? That's impressive. Honestly, there's a part of me that wonders how much of a secret it was. Because the thing is, and it mm. it's always really funny when things like this kind of mixes with actual history. Because it uh, Hydra started way long before like i think even in the marvel comics like that organization started like during ancient egyptian times like they've been around mm. for a very very long time yeah um and and so it's really interesting because you look at world war ii and operation paperclip was a very real thing right where the united states was scared of russia getting more information and top scientists and so they went and they let all the really smart germ like nazi scientists come to america mm. and work and that's how shield got in infiltrated because i think it was um i think it was, it was zola he was yeah. in operation paperclip he got pulled in by uh tommy lee jones's character in the first captain america and went to America and basically secretly between him and Von Strucker kept, kept Hydra going and kept it alive just because they were like, Oh, well, you're really smart. It'd be a shame to just kill you. Maybe. I mean, you're a smart enough Nazi. You can, it, it's okay. Yeah. And it's never so okay. We, yeah. And that's we kill the thing. you. We bring you in or you work for our enemies. Right. Right. Yep. And so and so and that's how it was able to not only stick around, but spread just like mm. I mean, just and you I, I take like the the so the American Civil War, for example, it's like, yeah, the Union came back together, the Confederates came back and they were part of the United States again. But then they also got to tell their own side of the story. And it kind of had a snowball effect where now mm. history books say two can say two different things about what happened. And it's all because sometimes you might not need to play so nice. Yeah, uh, that is very interesting. Um, I, I didn't know that specific operation um, had happened. Yep. Um, but I mean, there there definitely is something to be said for. I mean, we've talked about it on here time and time again. Things are not black and white, and you, uh, it's a very very real decisions about. Okay, so if you have these people who are high impact, we want that stuff on our side. We don't want it on the side of the people we're working against. Which, you know, there right. <laughs> there were people that were working together that knew they weren't going to be getting along once the war was over. They knew. Right. And, and so do we just kill people off or do we try and take them before the other side gets to take them? Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting kind of thing. And then, and how do you, I mean, organizations. So Hydra is obviously a, it's an organization that was bringing on destruction purposefully for their own end result 
but organizations in general, you know, it, it's interesting to see like, how do you try and draw people in? How do you try and make sure that you have the numbers, you have the members you want versus them going to some other organization? Right. And, it, it, you know, and it kind of brings in how there is a flaw in that phrase, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's like, no, if you're afraid of a bear and a rattlesnake is afraid of a bear, that doesn't mean the rattlesnake is your friend. Like, no, that's not how. Well, does the rattlesnake bite the bear and then the bear goes away? Because then, you know, maybe, maybe you're on the same side for a little while. Then the rattlesnake And then bites after you. that. I was yeah, this. Yeah, it's yeah. the after, after that. that. That's the issue. <laughs> right? And that's what happened with Operation Paperclip. That's what happened with Zola and Hydra. They were like, oh, yeah, you're super smart. You can come in. And he's like, okay. Will do. And they never checked up on, oh, oh, so you're still, okay, so you're still part of Hydra. Okay. Oh, wow. That's really bad. And they got all the way to the top levels. I mean, the World Security yeah. Council had Hydra members on it. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yep. But you see it. You do see it happen. Like, you, you see it happened in history where there were presidents that were probably members of like things like the Ku Klux Klan. And it's like, how does that happen? It's like, Ugh. well, people were okay with it at the time. And it just kind of got worse and worse because of that. And so I think it's we also though, yeah. we, I think we can also just make assumptions that, we know a person. I mean, you were even talking about, you know, you watch a character and then they add this other layer to them and how betrayed you felt by this yes. fictional character. So imagine being, you know, someone else within that storyline. But I think I think a lot of times we, if we're around a person, especially if we're around them a good chunk of the time or whatnot, or we've seen certain things they've done, we kind of fill in the blanks about the rest of them. You make assumptions. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if a person fits into these three categories, okay, I have a certain sense for them and I can guess other things about them based right. on what I know. And there's a problem with that because not not everyone's going to think to the extent of, okay, well, what kind of down and dirty, terrible stuff might this person do? We don't always go there. Some people do. I actually right. once had a roommate... And he was always really good at picking up the not so great pieces of people and, and being able. And I was like, oh, man, I really need to learn how to do that better because it's good to have a balanced view of people. Yeah, it, there's something to be said. Sometimes people don't have enough faith in other people and sometimes they have too much. And so, right. yeah, I, I think especially when it comes to this sort of thing, like, OK, um, you are you are at the height of your field and what you do to the point where you're able to join shield people, unless you're a spy, like you're probably not going to necessarily think, Oh wait, screen them for Hydra. You know, it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't flow together in terms of what, what you think about that person, what traits they have. So that, I think that's one thing that might kind of, makes sense too is like you said there were people that got woven in and i think people assumed oh well they're just surrounded by a bunch of people who 
serve the United States military yeah. and are going to therefore be very loyal. Yeah. So they don't think about how, okay, well, over time, these two things might start getting woven together. And before you know it, you don't know which side a person's on. Do they serve S.H.I.E.L.D.? Do they serve HYDRA? Right. And what's interesting, too, is the people in HYDRA are still very charismatic. They still want it to... They definitely saw themselves as the good guys. Like, oh, no, we're mm. going to save humanity from themselves, right? Like, that that was their attitude but it was oh yeah we're just gonna kill a couple million people and everything will be great colonialism at its best right we're just gonna take out a couple million people and then it'll be great and yeah it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and that was but that was their whole thing and it and they were all bent on it and one of the things they talked about was at one point when it came to shield zola was the only one but by the mm. but between when they let him in after World War II and when we get to Winter Soldier, it's a full network. Yeah. It is a full well, think, network. Well, think about it because one of the things he's he said when he's kind of explaining all of this stuff is Hydra did not trust people to rule themselves. Right. Okay. So then you you plop him in the middle of shield as it's forming. So it, it's not its own fully formed organization in the way it is, you know, once Captain America is, is thawed. Uh, so it's, it's more youthful versus Hydra is a, a much more solidified organization. Mm-hmm. And, and Hydra believes you can't trust people to rule themselves. Um, and, so here you have him plopped. Okay, yes, he's he's in the middle of people who are serving their country and and you'd think there would be this disconnect. However, think about the timing. Yeah. So you just had World War II. So you know at the very least you don't trust the Germans <laughs> or right. the Italians or the Japanese, right? There are certain people you don't trust to rule. And then you have the Cold War, so then you don't trust the Soviets. And so all of a sudden you see these things that it's like, well, actually, like, Hydra's kind of got a point. There are a lot of people right. out there that you can't trust to rule themselves. Um, and then Hydra's like, okay, well, how do we fix it? So here's what we tried before and it didn't work. People fought back. We got to be sneaky about it. And we got to find ways to break people down, but they need to not know it's happening. Yeah. And so all, and okay, we can't trust people. We get that. And also we're kind of used to the tensions of war and everything going on. So what, what we you're do. saying, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, we've been trained for this as well. Um, it, peacetime is kind of a newer thing. So all of these things probably slowly started kind of blurring together where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if I join shield hydra just sounds like the next step forward yeah and there you go all of a sudden shields got all sorts of hydra swimming in there yeah and and so yeah it it's it's and it's just it's very interesting because even their motto is that they're always growing cut off one head and two more take its place like they're there, like you said, that foundation is there where they're just like, eh, we're always converting people. And so it's one of those things where 
in the back of my head, even if they're going around eliminating Hydra, I'm like, Hydra's still around. The same way that you still have evil organizations from in real life that are somehow Mm -hmm. still kicking now. Yeah. Because it's like one little set and it'll it'll grow and it'll spread. And it's it's like a virus. It's like a virus that just Mm. infects, but it lays dormant until it needs to do something. But it keeps pushing the barriers to the point where, like you said, suddenly you're backing a cause that you never thought you would back before because Mm. they slowly. Yeah. Change. And, and and it's interesting because it made me think back to last season when we talked about Superman. Because inevitably, you know, with alternate realities, okay, well, what if Superman, like, controlled the world? And it almost always came back to this thing of you have a super-powered person who is clearly different than everyone else. People are going to fight back. They see this entity taking something from them and so hydra tried to take over and then they were seeing this kind of reaction happening but the difference here is that you're an organization made up of a bunch of people and so yes there are people oftentimes within you know these organizations like military and politics and whatnot but still and and because of this, I think they have an easier time than, say, the Superman um, timelines that we've talked about, an easier time of shifting to something more subtle that grows underneath the surface and essentially tries to make it where people grow tired over time with mm-hmm. how the world is breaking. And so they're able to gradually take over. Yeah. Um, that being said though, I, so now admittedly I have not, cause I think Hydra comes up a lot in like one of the Marvel shows, right? Agents of shield. Yeah. So it's I, Ag- yeah, I, Agents of shield. I never, I never got into it because I, I, I don't know. I just never like, there were just too I've, many things. It's it's not even that it was too many things. I've never liked those shows that are like adjacent to something I want to see. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, look, Iron Man was in that chair five minutes before you walked in. Right? Or, <laughs> hey, we've seen this character before. He sat next to Thor at that one dinner table. And now he's on our show. <laughs> like, they, they always, it was the same thing with Gotham. It's like, oh, look, it's it's Dick Grayson's grandfather. Isn't this cool? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> uh, whatever, yeah. I guess. So like, yeah. And so I, that's why I never got into Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because it always just like danced around what you really wanted yeah. to see. Yeah. Like they, like Nick Fury was in like that first episode. And I'm like, yeah, he's the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then I never saw Samuel Jackson again. I was like, I don't want oh, to watch this not. anymore. <laughs> I'm mad. Right? It's like, yeah. yeah, it was, I, yeah. I think without that background, we maybe don't have everything. But Hydra definitely talks about, oh, well, we just want people. We can't trust them to rule themselves. And so blah, 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 blah. We'll, we'll do it for you. But really, all you see from Hydra is is death and destruction. You never really... I'm not... 
here's my thing. If you, I, I'm not necessarily arguing with the potential premise of if people rule themselves, like not everyone is, is best for leading people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Different people have their strengths and weaknesses. And I agree with the fact that, that we people get ourselves into a lot of murky situations. So I don't oh, yeah. necessarily disagree with that, but I, unfortunately, not, not for everyone, but there's a good chunk of people who the personality traits that draw them towards saying, ah, I am the one to rule all the people. I can do it. A good chunk of them are probably the last people that you actually want. Oh, yeah. To, to oh, be yeah. in charge. It's, it's kind of and I, And that's what I think Hydra is. It's like, yeah, you say that's what you want to do, but I'm kind of worried what it would look like if you were in charge. Right. And and that's the thing. And it's, what is the phrase? Corrupt power corrupts absolute absolute power corrupts absolutely is that the phrase yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and and because the thing is like i'll think about it sometimes and i'm like who sits around and says you know what i want to be president why why right <laughs> like who sits or like why do you want to be president like i'm already concerned that you even want to be isn't that sad though isn't that is, sad it is, but like it's one of those things. Like oh, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Like not at this point, because even when, <laughs> even when, like I look at things like school government, and it's like, oh yeah, let's vote for a class representative. I'm like, why do you want to be class representative so bad? As your science teacher, I really want to know what do you have planned. <laughs> Right. Like, why do you want this? And a lot of the times it starts with, oh, yeah, it'll look great on my resume. It'll look great on a college application or. They just. Love, it'll look great on my, my resume for when I go to take yeah. over the world. Right. Did we have did we have those representatives at our high school? Uh, I don't remember. We, we like had that. student body. Yeah, really? we had like student body presidents. They selected like prom themes and stuff. Like that, I don't know. Like, mm. but like, it's. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm they're not. They're not surprised. politicians now. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't move on into know. politics after that. But like, you know, like, but it and it's not. That is I'm a good not. Point though, like, yeah. like, yeah. Are those the people to look out for? Like, we should get a whole list of the the people from from back home that that did um, the. Yeah, the class representatives. And, well, it's just uh. it's just funny now. It's funny thinking about it now because back then stuff <laughs> like that mattered. But I'm like, did someone really wait outside of band class with buttons saying to vote for them for student body? Pre- like what? Like I have bills now. I'm concerned about insurance premiums. <laughs> I cannot believe that that is something I ever cared about. Right? Like it's it's just it's always really funny. Um looking back on situations like that but at the same time like i was saying before why do people want certain positions because like for it like on on a job a lot of the times you want that position not because you want to run the company better it's because Mm. it's more money yeah it's because it's more money but things like politics 
most of those people are millionaires already. Why do you want to also be a senator? Like, I'm very concerned. Like, what is it that you're trying to do that you can't already do? Well, and I, I, I think that also is one of the things that can be very compelling about. So, so once again, so how did Hydra do this? How did it weave itself through and, and take away so many seemingly loyal people to the United States? Um, Winter soldier. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he, I mean, him, it's like, okay, I get it. They brainwashed right. it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. They experiment on him. They brainwash. But all these other people were not. And therefore, we're actually a lot more faithful. That, yeah, okay, sure. Bucky killed a bunch of people for them as Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> but at a certain point, he was, I mean, he was fighting back in there. Yeah. Versus these other people who who joined willingly. But once again, okay, they, it, especially the timing, you know, if you hit at these pressure points in history where there's a lot of societal unrest or shifts or things that have happened. So you had World War II, and then you had the Cold War that you could see just around the corner. Uh, And then just in general, like you're talking about, Hydra was probably playing off of some of these similar things, ironically, because once again, who's choosing to lead these things? And you're like, well, can we trust Hydra? But... You look at the political system within the United States, and a lot of people have been frustrated for generations. You know, mm-hmm. none of what we're talking about is new stuff. And so here you have, okay, great. You know, we, uh, yeah, we can't trust people to rule themselves. We can't trust that the right people are going to be ending up in a place where they can be put into to power with how things are. So hail Hydra. And... We've got to, you know, break it from the foundation. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I really like the, the organizations and just seeing, I, I think there's also something about just seeing how an organization does things quietly and subtly and seeing oh, yeah. how it's able to kind of, manipulate things to its advantage it's just an, a very interesting it's a it's a very interesting plot point when it's not my real life yeah well and also <laughs> well it, it is our real life but we don't have to talk about that but yeah, uh, <laughs> that that i do not find interesting but it's interesting uh, in fiction <laughs> but yeah like well one thing that makes hydra so fun too is they actually do a decent job getting along like with the legion of doom all they do is fight. And the only reason they're there together is because they're like, maybe three of us can beat Batman. Like, that's the only reason yeah. they're there. Like, it's it's or not. Or it's like, you know, I can't I can't successfully rob this place on my own. So right. let's come together. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a, hey, we have a passion and this is something we believe in. Right. And we're trying to change yeah. the world. Well, and- well, and I was reading up on Hydra too, and I didn't realize that at different periods of time, it was also kind of like religious cult like mm-hmm. surround. Yeah, surround. Well, I'm forgetting. Yeah, there was an alien. It was like an inhuman, especially well, yeah, in it was MCU's an inhuman. Yes, in yes, MCU's yes. Hydra. Yeah, it all stuck. It was something with an inhuman, and I'm still not 
It's something really weird. Shit. Like, yeah, there was it an was inhuman <laughs> way back in the day. That inhuman became too powerful and was therefore banished from Earth. And so Hydra actually developed because people wanted Hydra back. Right. And then and then it shifted into this more like let's take over the world stuff. But every now and then you had people kind of reconnecting to the almost like religious it had almost like a religious context to it in a way. Yeah. Um, like people trying to go through portals and never surviving, trying to go see Hydra and stuff. Yeah, and that well, that's one thing that I always think is is really funny with how they did it with the MCU because with the MCU, it's like you don't really when you first see that first Captain America movie, you're not really sure like how long Hydra's been around. You just know mm. that Red Skull is like their number one guy, and I just yep. I laughed so hard. The first time I watched Infinity War and Red Skull's just out there in the middle of nowhere guarding the Soul Stone, I was like, what the hell? What are you doing here? Like, I, was, I laughed so hard because I'm like, okay, he's been here this whole time. I want to know, did he learn anything? Or if they dropped him off on Earth, would he still be like, all right, back to Hydra. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> Did he learn anything at all? And it's just, it's really funny the way that they did that because after Red Skull disappeared, you're like, oh, well, they lost their number one guy. So I guess they'll collapse, but they didn't, mm -hmm. right? They didn't. Like if Lex Luthor got caught, Legion of Doom is going to break up. They're going to scatter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're going to scatter. Yeah. But yeah, somehow, yeah. not only did Hydra survive, but their scientists, who should have died off long ago, somehow convinced them to put his brain into a bunch of like dot matrix printers. Like it was, <laughs> like it, like it was, it was really that was really funny. But it was I I couldn't Can, believe. So that. one of my favorite lines, actually, just real quick in that movie was, um. I think so they find him in the computer and they think he's a recording and it's like, what's with this German recording? And he's like, there's something like two corrections. First off, I'm Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, okay, that's well, that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. That was really, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, my brain is just in all these machines and I've just been, running Hydra this whole time under everybody's nose with analog, not even digital. Also, <laughs> can we talk about how terrifying Hydra is too? So, so people are working for this organization saying, yes, we need to take over the world. People can't be trusted with the world. In order to do that, there's an algorithm and it is set up to murder instantly like tens or i think it was hundreds of thousands or more people oh, yeah. it was that it, it was targeting that would prevent them from being able to take over and i was like oh my god and they didn't even know for bad. sure if they were actually going to be bad it kind of reminded me of a uh, minority report with yeah. um like oh precog precognition like oh yeah they're probably going to be bad so we're just going to go ahead and kill them now. We're going to go ahead and lock them up now. It's like, oh. Yeah. 
Like, at first, they're like, you know, people like Stark and Bruce Banner. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, and this, like, random college or high school student who plays soccer. I don't remember the detail, but it was something ridiculous like that. And then you go, oh. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going too far. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) nope, don't like that. Like, it's... it's, (laughs) But, yeah, it's... it's, it, it's one of those things where looking at it, I'm honestly kind of sad that we don't see Hydra anymore because I kind of, I got to mm. the point where I really enjoyed out of nowhere someone being like, hell Hydra and just doing something yeah, yeah. super evil. Because whenever they say that, it's not just like hell Hydra at Baskin Robbins. It's like they're about to do something super evil. It's like that politician. <laughs> he's like, Go go get me a woman I can sexually assault. Hail Hydra. Yeah. Hail Hydra. Right. Yeah, it's that, like that oh. creepy one that that hates Tony Stark. Yeah. I, always, I don't remember yeah. his name, but and, I was yeah, like, oh, was, of course was, you're yeah, part but of he was, Hydra. Yeah, he was played by uh, what's Gary Shambling, which rest in peace. But yeah, he yeah, which because that guy he's normally hilarious in everything he's in, but in that it was like, oh, he's a mean senator that turns out to be yep. Hydra. Of course he is. <laughs> like they're they're not yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely very interesting just how how woven it was i i agree with you actually because when you brought up hydra i had kind of forgotten it existed yeah and and not because it was so good at (laughs) being good at being dormant but yeah but because it it was such a really great villain or you know group of villains and yet it you know it didn't fully take off the ground in a lot of ways like for me it's not as powerful as specter it's not as powerful as some of these other organizations purely because it it didn't it didn't cross over i think enough in 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 different movies and whatnot and once again Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I did not watch it. That probably would have helped quite a bit in terms yeah. of how I feel about Hydra. But I, I agree. I would have loved to see Hydra more. Yeah. And well, and, you know, and I think it's one of those things where Steve Rogers has always been like the number one antagonist for Hydra. Mm. And so whenever he was around, it was like, oh, yeah. They're around too. And so I'm really interested in seeing if um now that Sam Wilson's taking over as Captain mm. America, if they're gonna do anything at all with Hydra, because we saw Hydra in all the Captain America movies. Uh Cap One, of course, in The Winter Soldier, obviously Hydra yep. was there. But even in Civil War, uh Zemo was going around killing Hydra That's agents true. in order to get information about the Winter Soldier and like taking out their Hydra super soldiers and all that and so it was they were a really I I really enjoyed them as Marvel villains because I always like when you're looking at a full population of people and you don't know who to trust Which is... That part is super fun. It's really fun, but also, I think we've all been in situations like that, right? Like, there's so many times when you might start a new job and you're like, oh, 
who's the backstabber around here? Because everyone's saying different <laughs> things, and I'm scared to say anything about anybody because I don't know if they're gonna run back and tell them like you there's so many mm. times when you might be somewhere and you don't know who to trust and that's how it is like looking and knowing that Hydra's an organization and they are all around you but you don't know who it is because they're still acting like themselves you don't ever fully know someone until like they you suddenly find out and it's like oh wow I just enjoyed bowling with you. I didn't know you wanted to topple the government. That's horrible, <laughs> right? Like, there's people, like, it's, I, I laugh because I think about things like, clearly the people that raided the Capitol on January 6th were not as organized as Hydra. But mm. people still went to high school with them and thought that they had it all together. Right. People yeah. still work with them at their job and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. And then they turn mm -hmm. on the TV and they're like, oh, I did not know that about him. Wow. Right. It, and, it sneaks and up that, on you. And that was one of the fallacies with Operation Paperclip and S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and everything when they were getting these things started is I think that they forgot that humans are complicated. And so uh, that's not to say that you can't bring someone in who comes from somewhere else that you don't necessarily approve of. If anything, right. ideally Zola would have come in and he would have turned for S.H.I.E.L.D., right? So I, I'm, I'm not saying that it was predictable by any means, but it... Sounds like they were too confident in, in in terms of what about their people would stay true and what was something that might appeal to them to kind of shift. Um, because, yeah, I mean, there are different parts of people. And and also, I think we think of, oh, well, someone who lies, uh, who manipulates, who betrays who would condone violence. We assume there are going to be all of these things that are really obvious in just their every day-to-day. -day. We assume it's just going to show constantly. But it's like what you said. You can go somewhere and not be sure who's doing what. And, and also, there, I mean, there were people who, they were still people. So you can still really enjoy a person and they also are lying to you and yeah. might have a lot of other motives going on that you're not aware of. And and that is, I think, a, just constantly a huge struggle for our brains to fully comprehend how these very different things can live within one person. Yeah. And what's even funnier about Hydra and is that like when you look at it from the the Nazi standpoint, they were a radical section of mm -hmm. the Nazis. Like regular Nazis were even like, "Oh, huh, you're not who I thought you were," <laughs> which is, yep. which is like that is really saying something. And then they also then infiltrated the U.S. government to like the highest levels. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's very very 
interesting but it, it but at the same time it's one of those things i look at where it's like okay are you naive to trust people or does that just make you a good person that you're still trusting of people even though you know there's people like that out there you know mm. yeah it's funny because so when i when i did like my last bout of training I had to do. Um, so they're like, you go through your graduate school and you get a lot of clinical work then. And then you do like a year that's fully clinical stuff um, to, to wrap up your degree to be a clinical psychologist. And I remember talking to one of my supervisors and pretty much being like, I need help, not just fully believing everything a person tells me. And it, and it wasn't so much like, oh, these people are terrible and I've got to catch them in a lie. Or it wasn't that. It was more the fact that people are complicated and you're not just going to get, they're not just going to give you the complete picture of themselves for one reason or another, whether right. they mean it that way or not. Um, and also there are people that are going to purposefully deceive you. Once again, it's not necessarily meant to hurt you or harm you. Um, it might hurt and harm you, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the intention. Uh, but there are a lot of ways that people might lie and sneak around and manipulate or, you know, try and control a situation. And I, I always kind of believed everyone was trying to be as truthful and honest and open as possible. But honestly, that's not, that's not always the case. There are a lot of reasons that that's not always the case. And I mean, you make a good point. It's, I, I, I think it's, I think it's really nice to believe in the best in people. And also to, I think to be able to truly bring out the best in people we have to be willing to see and acknowledge the worst in people too. Right. Right. And in you, and you have to be honestly just willing to trust people. It's one of the things I do like about captain America, mm -hmm. because in whenever you see him, you put him next to people who don't trust anyone. You put him between yep. Nick Fury and black widow who just like, <laughs> I don't even trust the coffee I'm drinking. I don't trust the air I'm breathing. I'm waiting yep. for you to pull off a mask and you're actually Thanos, Steve Rogers. Like, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> and then on the other side of that, is Steve Rogers just like, I just believe in freedom. I don't know what to tell you, right? But he's, he's cool with these people despite mm. their severe paranoia because of their past experiences. Yeah. Well, and, and here's what's interesting. So you could argue that he has a naivete that would make him struggle with certain things. And he does struggle with certain things, but it's usually, usually has more to do with the decisions that he has to make in a scenario and what actions he might have to take. Uh, but in an area where you would think he would struggle more, it was even keel. So you'd think, okay, so so Nick Fury, Black Widow, you would assume that they would catch it. They would know something was up. They'd be they'd be aware that something was off. And yet here they were doing all of these espionage things themselves, looking for the danger 
and it, they're doing it actually for the very people that they're looking for yeah. without realizing it, right? And so you you think that Steve Rogers would be the one with the wool um, pulled over his eyes, but it's all of them. And so I think that that's something that sometimes people struggle with too, especially like Black Widow. I mean, she was literally born and trained up as a child to to be a spy, to not right. trust people. And and so a lot of people will get to a point where they don't trust people because of how they were raised and how they were or how they were treated, mm-hmm. um, really terrible things that have happened. There are a lot of really great reasons that people question who and how to trust. Right. Um, and by the way, you shouldn't trust everybody because mm-hmm. that's unfortunately just not how the world works. But what can happen is you get to a point where you question so much that you can't trust at all. And you think it's for the better. Mm-hmm. You think that, ha, no one's going to hurt me now. No one's going to trick me now. No, none of that stuff's going to happen. But you actually see Black Widow in Winter Soldier struggle with the fact that she she thought that she had changed. And then she found out she was she was amongst the same types of people that she was trying to get away from. And so I think it's a good example that sometimes we fear that if you trust people, it's always going to hurt you. So I really like how they showed, okay, yeah, Steve Rogers trusts people and he got hurt by it because here's, here's Hydra, but it happened to Nick Fury. It happened to black widow too. Right. So isn't it better to find a way to be able to have some trust and some connections if either way, Hydra's going to happen. If Hydra's going to happen, I'd rather have a little bit of the Steve Rogers outlook on life. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Hell, Hydra. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.